Get ready for that big test with Study.com. Study.com offers learning materials and test prep, even LSAT study prep guides for all of my legal nerds listening. Unfortunately, there aren't any wine study guides, and believe me, I did check. Listeners can get 30% off their first three months of any subscription level using the promo code CRIMEOVERWINE. Again, that's promo code CRIMEOVERWINE, no spaces, for 30% off your first three months at Study.com. Learn faster, stay motivated, study smarter with our sponsor, Study.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 41st episode of Crime Over Wine, the only podcast with head-scratching true crime stories that are just better over a bottle of wine. I'm your host, Liam Collins, and my guest co-host this week is another one of my former local news colleagues. She is a true Southern gal, and I am, like, putting that emphasis on the true, like, for a very good reason, and a news reporter, too, right here in Chattanooga. My guest co-host this week is Abigail Martin. Hello, Abigail. (laughs) Hello. Well, I guess I need to say howdy in this case, just to make howdy. You definitely just to bring it across a little bit more. (laughs) Listen, y'all. Like she is like a true Nashville girly. Like the hat, the the boots, the whole deal. Like it's it's real. So like I promise you, it's gonna come out at some point. Like that's real sick Southern accent. Like I promise you, it's gonna come out. So (laughs) thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Bring a little Southern charm. Right off the bat. Yeah, I know. I'm just gonna reel it back in. So I'm just gonna say I'll bring the Southern charm to here. Excellent. Well, I'm so excited to have. (laughs) you on Abigail it's so great to see you um so but let's get right into this wine of the week because I need I need a drink I need a I need a small glass of wine so let's go for that so this week we are drinking Folly of the Beasts Chardonnay it's a well-balanced and elegant white with all of the beloved elements of a California Chardonnay it's aged in 30% French oak to enhance delicious notes of apple lemon rind and vanilla interesting I'm really excited yeah, I know. Me too. It's going to be really interesting. And it, it definitely is giving Chardonnay for sure, right? Like, I feel like whenever I, like, if I think of a Chardonnay, like, these are the kind of flavors that generally kind of pop mm-hmm. out. Um, especially the, like, the oaky, you know, flavors, of course. That's, like, what Chardonnays are known for. So let's open this bad boy. I'm ready okay. for this. Also, I love, so for whatever reason, I don't know why, like, first of all, I loved corked bottles. Um, but for, like, I love like especially when like there's no foil around the cork like i don't know why i just love that look so much because you can like see right through the bottle and see the cork again i have no reason like why specifically yeah it just looks really nice i can't really explain it other other than that honestly meanwhile we'll go to my southern charm self and have absolute the worst of a time trying to open this thing so Oh, I know. Listen, but y'all. I- <laughs> so I, so I get a text like literally what, like like ten minutes before mm-hmm. we're about to open this, and she and it's from Abigail Martin, um, and it is saying, um, trying to figure out how to open a cork, um, and so so we're 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 getting there with Abigail, right? Like it just let, let's just like you know we're keep learning. in mind where Abigail's coming from here. We're learning. We're learning. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, should have just gotten the one that does a little screw. Screwdriver, it's a little right. too um, too bougie for me, but hey, TikTok got me here. Fair. Yeah, you know, hey, you know what? TikTok's good for something, right? You know, I'm sure, like, there's, you know what? Honestly, I really feel like I probably need to get on wine TikTok. I feel like I would probably do really, really well there. Yeah, that's honest. That's a really good idea. Let me know if Crime of Wine should make a TikTok, because I really, 
I, I could never really been into, into TikTok, but I really dig the idea of wine TikTok. Okay, whenever so. you flourish and become so successful from it, I want a little tidbit <laughs> in your bio saying inspired by Abigail Martin. <laughs> I, Abigail Martin made me do it. Abigail Martin made me do it. <laughs> well, cheers to you, Abigail. Cheers. Thank you so much for coming on this week. It smells very good. Okay. Ooh, very light. Very light. Interesting. Ooh. Okay, vanilla-y for sure. I'm definitely getting vanilla. And it's really like it's a very it's a very light, very, very, very light Chardonnay. Not a whole lot of flavor. Like that's like jumping. Like mm-hmm. there's you know, it's just very subtle flavors here. So I'm definitely getting so I'm getting vanilla. I'm getting a bit of the oak in the back of the mouth, right? And then I'm not really getting a whole lot of apple, a little bit of lemony kind of like very subtle lemon. Like I can see that for sure. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking really hard for the apple and I'm not finding her yeah. yet. So I guess as we get further down the bottle. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, so a lot of times you have to let that, like, let that open, let that breathe for a while to get those kind of more subtle flavors. So I'm wondering if we're going to be tasting apple by the end of this episode. I'm sure we'll get to the apple as soon as we get to the spicy parts of the story. So maybe oh, we'll be just sure. fitting. Abigail, that was a really good transition. Now, like, let's transition then. I think let's go for it. Abigail's, Abigail's <laughs> steering this podcast and I'm, and I'm here for it. Well, like, let me, I, I can't get here fast enough, Abigail, because this story is absolutely insane. And so, Abigail, I want to tell you all about a truly wild case out of the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I really mean that this week in a whole new way, because there's really no pinpointing just where this case went wrong exactly, but it does need a really good crime sleuth to solve it. This week, I want to tell you about Enrique Roman Martinez and the mystery on the Outer Banks. We are going to start our story this week in May of 2020. And like, look, we all know what was happening in the world at that time. We were in the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic, really the worst of it all. By May, we were all pretty settled into lockdowns and the daily death counts. But I think fair to say we were pretty much over making the best of that really scary time. But military bases were under even more strict lockdown orders. Most bases wouldn't let you off base at all all at this point unless you had a really specific allowance. But at Fort Bragg in Fayetteville, North Carolina, about an hour south of Raleigh, a group of soldiers were starting to get a little stir-crazy, you know, like all, all of us. By Memorial Day of that year, a few soldiers decided to get off base and celebrate the long weekend on North Carolina's Outer Banks, about four hours east of Fort Bragg. Without permission from their superiors, the soldiers took off around 3 in the morning from Fort Bragg to catch a ferry out to an island on Cape Lookout. One of those soldiers was Specialist Enrique Roman Martinez, a decorated Army paratrooper who worked as a human resource specialist on base. Enrique is from Chino, California, and joined the Army at 17, and his family says he joined because all he ever wanted to do in his life was to do good. And by the time he was 21 in 2020, it was clear he was doing just that. He was a decorated soldier, being awarded the Army's Good Conduct Medal, a National Defense Service Medal, the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, the Army Service Ribbon, and the Army Parachutist Badge. Now, Enrique was a proud soldier, but he had had enough at this point. By May of 2020, he had about a year left of his agreement, and he was getting, you know, ready to get out of the military and take advantage of his GI Bill 
jail and other benefits that you get after you leave the military. And his family didn't really think twice about that at all until he started expressing some behaviors that weren't really like him. About a year before Memorial Day 2020, he started saying that he was wanting to come home to California. Now, again, the end of his term was less than a year away, but he was saying he wanted to leave even earlier than that. Now, I never really read like why or what exactly he was saying to his family, but they were becoming a little concerned about him at this point. That's fair, because I'm sure at this point he's feeling stuck, and then you throw a global pandemic mm -hmm. in the middle of all of it, knowing you are right. quite physically trapped. I'm curious, mm. though, I mean, just like you mentioned, wondering like what those behaviors were that caused such a change, and I'm sure that's something yeah. that's a thought that's going to stick with us through the rest of this case. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, again, and the, and I can only imagine that it's really just like people who know him best that kind of can tell that difference, mm -hmm. right? Like mom and dad kind of thing. The people who like know like how you normally sound when you call to check home. And like now they're sounding like he's sounding a little demurred. Maybe he's calling a little bit more often than he normally does, like that kind of thing. Um, But like still, so you say, so, uh, so this is like four year agreements, right? Ish. And so, you know, like a year is like, you know, in retrospect, right? Like not a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. But like a long time, you know, to, you know, to, to like be unhappy, like be trapped yeah. somewhere. Right. To be unhappy. Right. Exactly. And so so I, I just so, yeah, I don't I don't really I, it's just it's I'm sure it's just all compounding at this point. Right. So it's just it's just a very I'm sure it's just a very confusing formative time. Right. Like some time where you really should be like happy and, and carefree and like, you know, like really just living your best life at this point. Right. Yeah, of course. And then I mean, also just going back to the pandemic, like questioning what's going mm -hmm. on at home when you're already missing home. I mean, I feel like that right. would only really escalate everything. And I'm curious as to how this is going to transition and transpire like because I mean obviously when you feel trapped your mind starts going crazy and you're not in the best mm -hmm. mindset so I don't know right. this one it's already like getting me uneasy yeah a little bit right well in the days before Enrique and his friends went on that Memorial Day weekend trip to the Outer Banks his family said that their interactions with him were like totally normal right back to normal Enrique in fact they said they were better than they had been and he hadn't really directly expressed any interest in going home for a while before this trip in all eight soldiers one woman and seven men including Enrique went on this trip their plan was to camp out on the South Core Banks so when they they arrived by ferry. They did, you know, really normal stuff that you do on the beach. They hung out. They explored a little bit, probably played a few games, probably went into the ocean and who knows what else, right? That night, the night of May 22nd, was a really windy, rainy night. So everyone pitched their tents and went to bed. And around midnight, while the rain was still coming down, the other soldiers say Enrique walks off down the beach and into the night, wearing only blue shorts, no shirt, and no shoes. Now, whether Enrique's friends thought anything of this or not isn't really, like, super known at this point, but what is known is that when they woke up the next morning, Enrique was nowhere to be found. This is always how it starts in the horror stories, isn't it? This is... Mm. I don't like this already. The fact that and going in with no shirt and no shoes out in the middle of the mm -hmm. night in like non great conditions because my mind immediately goes to a Kenny Chesney song no shirt no shoes no problem but it's pouring down rain that's not the type of weather you're going out in so I don't I don't know and I'm also wondering like how yeah. well that these other people knew him if maybe they suspected yeah. anything or would know to suspect anything or not but the biggest question 
Where did he go? Well, when the other seven soldiers wake up, they get out of their tents, search around, and suddenly realize that Enrique wasn't around. And when they trade some notes, they realize that the last time anyone had seen him was when he was walking away from their campsite and down the beach. Now, they were extra worried about Enrique's mysterious disappearance because it looked like he had left all of his stuff at his campsite, right? His phone, wallet, even his glasses were all still there. And this was, like, really weird because Enrique had really bad eyesight like he could barely see during the day without his glasses let alone at night and in bad weather as far as they could tell the only thing that he had had with him when he walked away into the night was the pair of blue shorts that he was wearing wow not to have any of your belongings and i like that there's an emphasis on the glasses because it's in the middle of the night you have no idea probably Mm -hmm. where you are why would you right why would you walk away from a campsite not knowing where you are knowing you can't see yeah but was that mm-hmm. supposed to be intentional, that long of a walk right. known to be disappearing? Right. Well, and and too, right, because, like, because if, like, it, it gives to me that, like, th- that this was just, like, him walking away was at least intended to be some kind of just, like, like walk down the beach. Like, maybe walk toward the water yeah. or whatever. Like, come right back kind of thing, right? Because, again, like you said, like, if he was planning on going somewhere, like, why would he just leave all of his stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make any... Espe- again, especially his glasses. Like, maybe you leave your phone. Maybe you leave your, your you know, what is, um his wallet, right? Like, sure. But, like, you... But, like, if you're going away for an extended period of time more than a couple of minutes like you're going to bring the one thing yeah. that you need to to like know where you are and be able to be like 100% at your senses right yeah no that scares me that this was it started off as something very innocent and nonchalant mm-hmm. and at some point it took a turn and no one knows when that point yeah. was no one thought anything was wrong right so according to the other soldiers they spend the day searching up and down the beach for Enrique but almost a full day later around 7 on the night of May 23rd 2020 when they still hadn't found him they decide to call 911 um, we are on uh, Cape Lookout. We are at Cape Lookout Island and between uh, mile marker uh, 46 and, and 47 uh-huh. by the jetty. And we uh, we lost our friend. We don't know where he has gone. And we're kind of worried that he something happened to him. Where's the, where's the last spot you saw him at? So, the last we all went to bed last night, and when we woke up, he was not here, and we've been looking for him all day. We were trying to find the park ranger or we, their offices or anything, and so we went all the way to the uh, to the ferry, and we found where, that we needed to dial 911. We weren't sure if that's what we had to do out here. So yeah, we can we can get core, um, uh, park service in contact with you, sir. Are you are you on Corbanks or Shackleford? Are you like close close to Cape Lookout? Yeah, we're on Cape Lookout. Okay. Oh, I see where you're at. Okay. All right, and how long has he been missing? Um, since we woke up at, I woke up at 8.30, and we've been looking for him all day. We weren't sure if he, what, we might be afraid that he might have hurt himself, but we're, we're really not sure. Okay, hold on one second. And you said between mile markers 36 and 37? No, 46 and 46 and 47, okay, sorry about yeah. that. No, you're fine. And when was the last time you saw him? So we all went to bed at mid, at 12.03. That's when we all decided to go to bed, and that is the last time we saw him. Okay, hold on one second, sir. 
All right, sir. I'm sorry about that. What's the phone number you're calling from? Okay, and what's your name? Alex. And how old is he? He is 22. 22? Or 21. I'm sorry. 21. Okay, and does he have any physical, medical, or mental conditions that we need to be aware of? Um, he did. He, he wasn't diagnosed, but he did have suicidal tendencies. Okay. Okay, and I just need a description of him. What's his race? He is Mexican. Okay. He has black hair, brown eyes. And what's his name? His name is Roman Martinez, or Enrique Martinez. Okay. And you know what kind of... Enrique, sorry, it's actually... I, I'm sorry. Let me just, let me just backtrack. It's no actually problem. Enrique Roman. I'm sorry. That is Enrique Roman is his name? Yes. Okay. And do you know what kind of clothing he was wearing at all? So he was just... When we last saw him, he was just wearing sh blue shorts. Do you know his height or weight at all? Um, I would say he's around 180, 185, and he's probably 5'6", six, five, seven. Okay, and was anybody last seen with him, or do you think he went off by himself? Oh, he had to have gone off by himself. Okay. Like I said, we all we all went to sleep. Okay, and he would have left on foot? Yes, that's the only way he had to. We only had two cars, and they were both still here. Okay. Do you know of anywhere he may have gone on the island at all? No clue. This is our first time being here, so I gotcha. we have no clue. Do you know if he took any personal items with him? We searched his tent, and everything is still there. He even left his phone in his wallet. Okay, so he doesn't have any trackable technology? No. Okay. No, sir. Do you know if he might have any weapons with him or anything? Negative. Okay. And then, did he leave any notes, letters, or threats or anything? We have looked through everywhere, and it's not his phone. We, we, we don't have the password, so we can't look on that, but he okay. not. All right, sir, um, if you're able to, just try to find a recent photograph of him. We are getting in contact with Park Service uh, to come make contact with you. If he does come back, just give us a call back immediately. Yes, sir. And um, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> that's okay. Thank you so much. Uh, but just let us know, and we are getting contact with Park Service. They may give you a call before they come out there and talk to you. Um, so it may come from a blocked or restricted number, so just make sure you answer it. Yes, sir. All right, so just general thoughts, Abigail. What do you, what do you think about what you just heard? Well, I asked a little bit ago how well we thought that the other soldiers might have known him. And, I mean, mind you, I want to bear in mind it was probably also stress because it's a hectic event not knowing where someone is. But there were, what, three different mm. rounds of names that were given. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. But, again, also, like, obviously very stressful. So I can't even imagine to put myself in that situation. But it's a name. Yeah, but he didn't really sound all that stressed, no. you know? And, like, to be fair, like, military people, like, typically tend to call each other by their last name. So, like, True. I get why he originally called him Roman Martinez, right? But then, like, still didn't even land on his real last name, like, or his real name at all, right? Like, he landed on Enrique Roman when his full name, right, is Enrique Roman Martinez. Like, that's his full, like, it's, it's a hyphenated last name. Right. Um, and so... I don't know. I just, yeah. So I agree. That stood out to me. I was like, okay, how, like, are these guys really friends or like, how well do they really, are they just like, like drinking buddies, that kind of thing. And then also just going further into that, I guess we said a big part of it was being in some place that may or may not have been the first time that they went and he, mm -hmm. it's in the middle of the night, weather's bad and not having your glasses. But one of the big points that the caller mentioned was that he didn't have his phone, which of course right. is beneficial to track, but did he even know that 
Enrique wore glasses and that yeah. that could be a sign of this was not intentional. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I, 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 that, that I, that never, I didn't, like, this was the, my first time hearing this phone call. Like, right, like, I very intentionally, like, did not, like, listen to it before, like, recording this episode. And I, it blew, it shocks me when, because he named off all these things, like, he named off his phone as well as here, but didn't mention his glasses. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, kind of what you're saying, like, like, do they, like, do they even really know this guy at all? Like, beyond just, like, some do that like maybe they work with kind of thing yeah and that's something the name is obviously very personable it's how we identify Mm -hmm. each other and glasses is a physical attribute so Mm -hmm. then how well does he know or not know him internally Mm -hmm. you heard him talk about um the possible suicidal tendencies but could that have contributed to the odd behavior that his family has been talking about with you know him feeling stuck and then behavior changing i don't know Yeah, well, so maybe partially a little here, Abigail, right? But not entirely, though. And the reason I say that is because the family was really caught off guard the first time that they heard about this. They had no idea that he was suicidal, and as far as they knew, he wasn't at all. Plus, like we were saying before, Enrique was starting to sound more like himself leading up to this trip, according to them. And so hearing Enrique's fellow soldiers talk about him this way just was not sitting right at all. It's just so strange because we're hearing two different sides to who and what Enrique is going through at this time Mm -hmm. but I'm also trying to keep in mind of how in society we kind of tell men and people to bottle up their feelings especially especially, soldiers right yeah especially soldiers and if he's already feeling stuck you know he may for so long have been is being told like you know get over it you've got a year left you've come this far just finish it out type of thing and or maybe downplaying the situation but I don't know, because it's also on the other side from the family perspective. If he is sounding more like himself, Mm -hmm. I... I would trust them more than people who didn't know he may or may not needed his glasses to see in the middle of the night. Sure. Yeah. No, sure. And barely even know his name. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and, 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 you know, cause I kind of go back and forth between like the family who, who know him like personally, like mm-hmm. better than anybody. Right. But then also the like people who knew him more recently. Right. Because if he's like away for four years, three yeah. plus years kind of thing, then like, then they haven't really like, in, like I'm assuming the family hasn't really like interacted with him like on a like on a regular like hasn't hasn't seen him on a regular basis in probably that amount of time right and so these people I'm assuming have been around him like more often you know in the last couple of weeks and like I also because and this is like different but the same in, in this way in that like I think I'm back to like college years right in that like like you're 21 and like you're just like you like you're around these people who you think you know so well because you're around them all the time but like you mm-hmm. don't really you know what i mean because like in reality like there's like a whole like there's 18 years of these people's lives who you don't like that you simply don't know like you don't know who who you're getting getting engaged with at all um and so that's i don't know it's just it it it, it's giving me all sorts of weird weird energy at this point for, for that reason because you truly just don't know like like you think you know these people but you really don't know these people and evidently they don't really know him all that well either Right. No, I didn't even think about the age factor because at this time, I mean, I just turned 22. And Mm -hmm. so trying to think of like my relationships, I'm like, okay, how much do I often open up to people that are truly, that may not even be like, you know, my best friends. If I go outside of my circle, how much do they actually know about me other than someone who maybe I went to high school with that we follow each other on Instagram and that's how they keep up with me. So I don't know. I really want to know, you know, how well these people kind of hung out before they Mm -hmm. planned this trip together. Because obviously- I would think they locked each other enough to do it. Sure. But 
you know, how close were they outside of this incident? Yeah. And too, so, and this thought never even occurred to me until just now, Abigail. So I'm glad you said that because if you remember, so they said originally, uh, if you remember, it was like three people plus Enrique who, who left base to go to to the outer banks and then i i'm assuming that means that the three other people or the four other people like met them there yeah. um and so i'm wondering almost like where my brain goes is like did enrique even know that other group of people at all right like like i like if, to me like i could like he seems like the kind of kid that like maybe potentially like he like maybe they like couldn't convince him to go if they didn't you know like if he Tell didn't think that story. yeah right if, if they didn't know that like maybe like one person that was in the other group was going to be there yeah, you know what i mean especially if you are or aren't, you know, in a weird mind space going on a trip to somewhere you, again, you may or may not have been, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but with people you don't know. Don't know can, all that well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it could get clicky and you could feel left mm-hmm. out. And so that's why he wanted to take a walk. But sure. still, I just, I don't know the glasses. I know I keep going back to it, but as no, someone who is practically blind myself, like, <laughs> I would not go anywhere in the middle of the knot and somewhere I don't know without yeah my vision yeah well because enrique is army personnel it automatically triggers the army criminal investigation division or cid to get involved and in the days following the fbi even gets involved in the investigation to investigate enrique's disappearance and they start to ask the seven other soldiers questions about what happened leading up to enrique's disappearance they tell the same story that i just told you abigail they said that three soldiers including enrique left the base around three in the morning to catch the out to Cape Lookout. They spent the day there, and then later that night saw Enrique walking away from camp around midnight before everyone went to sleep, woke up the next morning to Enrique just not being there at all. They spent the next day looking for him before calling police around 7 that night, but it's what investigators find out they didn't mention that makes their eyebrows go all the way up. Crime Over Wine is sponsored by BetterHelp. As someone who's used therapy for years, I know that finding a therapist can sometimes be a stress on its own, juggling your full-time job, your family, your friends, your podcast, and trying to find the right therapist on top of that can almost feel impossible. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp matches you with a therapist that works for you on your terms. It's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to one of 33,000 licensed professional therapists in as little as a few days. And because finding a new therapist is a lot like finding a new bottle of wine, if you don't jive with your therapist, you can easily switch to a new one at no additional cost. You can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash crimeoverwine. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crime over wine for 10% off your first month. Join over 4 million people who decided to get help and get happy with BetterHelp. All right, Abigail. So the wine, I haven't, it hasn't really like popped up yet. Like it, it still feels very light, like very, like I'm, and I'm still not tasting that apple at all. Mm-mm, no, not at all. And I don't know if I'm complaining because now I'm getting used to the taste because I'm a very sweet type of girly mm-hmm. and it's not very sweet, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's obviously still drinkable. So I don't know. I'm getting used <laughs> to the taste. So maybe the apple will kind of have. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, like I literally just took a sip and like now that I think about it, like it is like a little like, 
like citrusy in the way that an apple is so maybe okay. that's what we're talking about here like almost like a green apple like but a very light green apple I feel like you're gaslighting yourself right now. Probably. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Listen, I, like, so ever since starting this podcast, I've been like, okay, I need to, like, pay attention to the wine. And I really feel like I just fake it really, really well. Like, I really think that's it. Like, the, the, I'm really am, like, the Wizard of Oz. Like, the curtain has pulled back, like, at this point. Like, listen, I'm not, like, in case anyone who thinks that I'm a small yay, I'm not a small yay. A small yay. I'm literally just a guy who likes wine. So, but I'm trying. I'm trying really, really hard, y'all. Okay? So, like give me a for effort here you're really not helping this cannot be your promo for your tiktok I know. for wine i know you're right about that you're right about that all the people listening and and just like like the the house of cards is crumbling at this point like it's the the glass is shattered so so sorry everybody but but no but for real though because because when you're talking about like because chardonnay like i do kind of tend to think of it as like a much like lighter white Mm -hmm. um this is like this is like the most like chardonnay e of like the chardonnays i feel like i've i've drank um in that way but i really like it still like kind of stands out on its own when you think about Chardonnays, because when I think about Chardonnays, I can think of very buttery flavors. I think of very oaky flavors. That's not really here. No, no. I don't, again, not very experienced. So thank you for taking this opportunity <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, and I'm, I'm very, like I said, I'm very much a sweet minded person, which is crazy when you think mm-hmm. about my personality. But when I drink wine, <laughs> I like to ingest it. So um, <laughs> but this is really good. I'm confused on the flavors or at least the description of the flavor. Sure. Because sure. um, the apples, you know, before it's like not the very last characteristic mentioned. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still hopeful that we'll get to the we'll get to the bottom of the bottle when things start to stir up. And maybe when we get answers right we'll get answers to the lawn and it just makes yeah. sense i think that's your plan yeah I th- well there you you, you 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 got me you got me I big spoiler right there she caught she caught on to the secret breaking <laughs> news well but speaking of that though abigail because we just left off on a massive cliffhanger here right in the enrique roman martinez case yeah that was really rude so let's get there then right so investigators discover that between one and two in the afternoon the day that everyone is searching for enrique roman martinez the seven soldiers encountered a park ranger on the beach the park ranger had approached them because their cars were parked illegally and they needed to move them that's why they went up to them totally okay interaction right like nothing out of the ordinary here except for the fact that they didn't mention a word about enrique and about how one of their friends was full on missing at this point for like 12 hours i just rolled my eyes when you said the word friends and i want that to be very clear because, I mean, that's also what I was thinking about whenever you were going through the last bit of this before the cliffhanger. Why did you wait so long to say, hey, homie walked in the middle of the night, no idea where. Right. And we haven't seen him. We woke up at 8 in the morning and didn't mm-hmm. see him. So we spent all day searching. I get that. 100% look. But, like, I feel like that was a little bit of a confidence issue maybe sure. well, well maybe not anymore i don't know how i feel but maybe like a, i don't want to ask for help yet sure which something like this i mean we get the back side of it so it's like this mm-hmm. is so serious please take advantage of it yeah but didn't he say in the call that they were looking for a ranger and he yep. didn't see anybody? Yep, I was just about to bring that up, so I'm so glad you caught on to that too. Yeah, so they so he specifically mentioned the fact that he was looking for somebody to like try to help them, which like maybe like like after this whole interaction was when they like realized that they were really in trouble here. So like give them the benefit of the doubt there, but like still it's been several hours. Like yeah. and he like he's nowhere to be found. Like there's no sign of him at all. Like it seems like that would be the time to at least say 
like yeah you know but we're just like we're looking for a friend you know like maybe not full-on report him missing but like hey like we're like looking around because we can't find him like at least mention it yeah. right so and and two like i have to like bring this all back to like the original like you know the the top of this episode too in that like we are also talking about like a time when like like they're not supposed to be here at all like they're not supposed to be off base at mm-hmm. all and so like i do kind of give them that like maybe it was like we don't want to get in trouble and like certainly like the last people i want to get in trouble with is the freaking army right so like like i give them like like maybe that's where they're coming from in that way that like if like if the second that they like they're trying to like delay having to yeah like you know tell somebody and like and like get like police involved as much as possible so that like because because then there's like maybe enrique will just show up and then like problem solve like everything will be okay like yeah. you don't have to like have any sort of documentation that we are here at all and if that's the case then i'm thinking from a perspective of okay, how are these people feeling now that Mm -hmm. they saw what they saw and then, you know, found someone that could have helped, but they let that fear of getting caught, which, like, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was really on the anti-boat, but I will give Mm. a little bit, but... And they're dumb kids, right? I mean, that's all they care about. Like, they truly are, like, just, like, these silly, like, you know, whatever. Like, that's, like, that's, that's the age that we're talking about here. Well, while the search for Enrique continued, the possibilities of what may have happened to him were really slim, and here is why. Park rangers said that the island itself was really hard to get lost on. It's basically like one long beach, as they tell multiple news outlets. Not a lot of, like, trees or thick weeds. Basically, they said that someone would have to go really out of their way to get lost on this island. And, Abigail, it's pretty hard to, like, describe because these were, like, certainly not the beaches that I grew up on. But, so I'm going to have to send you some pictures to give you a better idea of what kind of environment we're talking about here. Okay, so so this gives you a pretty good idea. Like, look at this picture here, right? Like, so we're talking about, like, you know, sand, some, like, you know, spotches, like, a bunch of houses that look like, you know, like, these are, like, maybe, like, rentals or, like, ba- like vacation homes, that kind of thing. Um, But, I mean, it's flat, right? Like, flat, flat. Yeah, there's nothing really... The da- most dangerous thing that I feel like I'm looking at is the water. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. So we're talking... Yeah, so these are... Yeah, it's, again, like, there's... It's, like, some dunes, that kind of thing, but, like, really not a whole lot of, like, business going on here. Um, There are, like, in some places, of course, right? Like, this is the hook of of the Outer Bang, so this is, like, the very, very, su- like, most southern piece of it. So there are, like, some, like, like foresty kind of looking things um but that's not my understanding is that that's not really where they were at like it's not like you like you can just like wander into the into these places like it's like that's like that's not where what we're really talking about here and i feel like you wouldn't want to considering all things that we already know it would you would want to stay somewhere where like you're not worried about tripping over something right exactly yeah and like again so look at so look at all this so this so there it's it's just again beach like all you're looking at is beach here like there's really like there's nothing to be like to wander into and i think that's like that's the point that we're talking about i think yeah it looks like the perfect place to if you had a bad day or you know you were overwhelmed to kind of just de-escalate the situation that you're in and just kind of have an alone time it doesn't look like a bad scenery at all i mean it doesn't so yeah well and so and just describe it even more right like we're talking about one of those places where like like you walk on one side of the beach and then you walk like maybe like a half quarter mile away on the other side and like there's just more water like that's all you're looking at here it's just yeah there's a lot of things that just have a lot of question marks so far and then two it's so now I'm curious, where did they find the park ranger? Where was their car parked? 
you know, it's doesn't look like you would, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to let you touch onto that because that, yeah. I see a lot of things right here and I'm seeing a lot of nothing. So I feel right. like you would see a human. Well, so there aren't like point being here, right? Is there aren't a lot of places to look for Enrique either, but that only makes this even more frustrating because it seems Enrique must be like either right in front of their eyes or like caught up in a really bad situation here. But it wasn't until they got their first sign of Enrique when they realized just how bad that truly was. I don't like where you're going with this, for there to be nothing and then something so what happened? Well, on May 29th, just six days after Enrique was reported missing, his severed head had been recovered. It had been washed up on Shackleford Banks, which is inland and beyond the bay from the barrier islands that make up North Carolina's outer banks. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. A severed head, and for that to be the first thing that they see after they quote-unquote looked for hours, right? that... You were right. Well, and again, so t- so to be clear, like like washed up from the ocean. Yeah, yeah. So like they weren't looking in the ocean; they were looking yeah, on the islands. Course. Just to be clear, but that makes a lot more sense, I guess, in terms of looking at what the beach looked like, and not sure. looking at the um, you know the woods area because you wouldn't think to look in the water, right? And especially, I mean, with for it to wash up, that's I can't imagine how like traumatizing that side of things was yeah i yeah i don't even want to imagine how traumatizing that was but i mean the but like point being like so like there are just so many like possibilities that like go through my head of like what may or may not have happened at this point um so i don't know but i think we'll definitely talk about that later on so definitely like like put like a cork in that right (laughs) um for for the time being But this was apparently a spot where a lot of bodies had washed up in the past, but mostly presumed drowning victims and most definitely not any severed heads. The medical examiner wrote in Enrique's autopsy report that there was evidence of multiple, quote, chop injuries to his head and his jaw was broken in at least two places. Now, because they didn't have the rest of Enrique's body to examine, the coroner cannot make a definitive cause of death, saying quote, while decapitation is in and of itself universally fatal, the remainder of the body in this case was not available for examination, and therefore potential causes of death involving the torso and extremities cannot be excluded, end quote. But the coroner does end up ruling Enrique Enrique's manner of death as a homicide. Well, I mean, I would hope so for there to be multiple chop injuries to the head and a jaw broken in two places. That's not an accident. That is terrifying. (laughs) I mean, so I go into like so many different directions, right? And like, first off, I don't really know what like the chop injuries are specifically. Like, I don't know if it's talking about like like chops to like the neck, right? Where like the head was severed, it was severed or if like chops to like the, like to the rest of the head, like somewhere else yeah. on the head. Like I, the, I didn't really get a whole lot of like clarity on that at all. Um, but like, yeah, but like, but still like jaw broken and like, it's, I mean, it's clearly like something really, 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 really bad happened yeah. here, but I don't know. I just have so many possibilities, I suppose of what may or may not have happened. Cause like where my first, where the first part of my brain goes to, right. is like, like shark attack right like that's that's where my brain goes right like he like wandered off into the ocean like possibly got caught up into some sort of rip current and like that's what happened like that is like the only thing that makes any sort of sense to me if this was like a really bad accident but then like what like like what happened like what happened to the rest of the body right like a shark is not gonna just like 
like like chop off your head and then like eat the rest of your body and like your body the rest of your body is just nowhere to be found like that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. yeah and especially for it to be in a place that a lot of other bodies have washed up before mm-hmm. and i mean i think you said that mostly presumed drowning victims not right 100 percent, which kind of raises an eyebrow for me and especially you know i don't know i feel like a lot of questions could be answered if we knew where what happened to the rest of his body i mean we only have a head right so were they able to ever find the rest of his body well no abigail and big spoiler alert here they weren't at all but right away the family believes strongly that there is some kind of foul play involved in enrique's death and they are obviously just absolutely distraught about it all and so that mentality probably isn't helped much by the feeling that they're getting about the way enrique's death is being handled they have a really hard time getting any sort of information out of the CID investigators or the FBI, which, to be fair, we see all the time because at the end of the day, they have an investigation to conduct and they need to be careful about what they release publicly about it. But I also have to imagine that at least part of that was because they weren't really getting anywhere with the investigation into what exactly happened to Enrique to have any information to give to the family. But that doesn't necessarily stop the family from pushing them and trying to get their own answers. As the months go by, Following the discovery of Enrique's partial remains, the family is really only getting more and more frustrated, so they decide to fly out to the island themselves to do some investigating of their own, and they even hire their own private investigator to look into the case themselves. And what they find absolutely baffles them. According to Military.com, an online news source reporting on the U.S. military, the private investigator finds that it took the feds months to employ dive teams to search for the rest of Enrique's body. Months? Months. You have to be joking. This That's why... Why would you wait that long for answers? Well, the CID and the FBI both said that there wasn't really much of a use to do so, Abigail. The surf is really rough out there in this part of the Outer Banks. Plus, they didn't really have much in the way of a centralized search spot to go off of here. Because, remember, Enrique's head was found inland from where he went missing, like on a totally different island. Plus, they said that the weather was a factor, too. There were some tropical systems that had moved in during the summer of 2020, which they said likely complicated the possibility of finding anything conclusive here with everything kind of being tossed around and moved around in lots of different currents. But by the time dive teams really started searching the area in December, the family said that they had really given up hope that they would find anything at all that would bring them any closer to finding out what happened to Enrique. That's heartbreaking. I feel like throughout anything from hearing you talk about this that I've learned that time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. All the way from the very beginning to, you know, right. feeling like a contract was tying you down to going to this event and then eight or however many hours passed before it was, was what, eight hours right. before they said, hey, by the way, and then having that park ranger you actually spoke to, right. why didn't you say anything there? And then to wait so long to go look for right. a body that it's quite obvious, I would say, that there was foul play. Why would you not want to protect? Yeah. Well, at, at the very least, it's obvious that he's out there somewhere, right. right? I mean, you have to find out if there is foul play. Yeah, absolutely. Because, so. I mean, there's so many there's so many things that, you know, could it be someone that was involved in how close they were? Was someone stalking the whole entire group? Is it someone unrelated? Right. Like, that's something that for the safety of your citizens, too, and also for the justice of him and his family, you need to get answers. So why would you mm-hmm. wait so long to 
do your job and investigate that. Yeah, I mean, and again, so so we're talking about so like the their excuse that they that they're using is like some tropical systems that move through. Like I did look up, and there were there were three hurricanes or tropical systems that had moved like in that general direction that summer, wow. including one, and I'm and I covered this one, um, the one that like you know made landfall like li- literally like on the like like pretty much on the Outer Banks, um, and so like that had to have complicated things, but that wasn't until August, um, when that hurricane had made landfall there um and then there were also some um like but and like the rest of the tropical systems systems that moved in like that summer were like well off of the coast but like still kind of stirring stuff up um so like sure like okay but then still like once all that like once hurricane season's over like why not like why not then go go for it like i i can't really I, I just can't justify that i just i just i can't i can't see where where they were coming from on that note, like, why not try? Like, the least you can do is try. Right, because there's someone that, you know, obviously is out there that possibly has done something horrific, but there's mm-hmm. a family that really needs answers. And I, f- right. I feel like if we've learned anything from being in news, it's, yes, time is of the essence, especially when, mm-hmm. you know, you need to get you need to get evidence, you need to get data, you need to get a suspect yeah. pool. I need to take a second. I need another drink for this. Yeah. Well, and so this and is like frustrating. To, it is it is frustrating. And so but like also t- to that point though too, like like I almost wonder like I get the vibes of like that they are, are that they are operating on this under the assumption at this point that um that it was just a really bad accident, right? Yeah. Like that that's the only thing that, that I can like even like fathom not wanting those kind of answers right away especially the army right because like they aren't dealing like like these like the cid is like a very specific um you know like unit like they are not like the fbi like investigates murders across the country right whereas like the like the cid is strictly investigating like like high crimes that exist within the the u.s army like that's it like it's a it's a much smaller pool here like again like not to say that they they don't have also have important things going on like i'm not trying to diminish them at all but like i guess i just don't don't really understand like like one of your like one of your like like specialists mm-hmm. was was just murdered or or killed in some way like they they the, the the coroner says that it was a homicide so why wouldn't you want to get to the bottom of that like like as quickly as as humanly possible like before like again we're talking about 7 months after this whole thing happened that you that you finally send dive crews in, like then you're almost guaranteed to not be able to find anything because it's been so long. Yeah, and especially for the head to come from the water, I mean, you only have possibly so long before something else happens to the rest of the body mm-hmm. if the rest of the body's in the water. But I'm also from you know a PR standpoint, I'm sure you're getting a ton of heat over this. Sure. So you know you would think getting answers quickly and for it to be. For, I don't know, for there to be inconsistencies in the story, which I know it may seem like a minor detail, but to say that you were looking for him all day and you were looking for a park ranger. Right. You talked to a park ranger. And I know sure. you said, like, you know, keep in mind, they were probably just really didn't want to get in trouble, which yeah. makes sense. Which, like, but for now, right. it's so easy for me to sit here right now and I'm like, that's a right. stupid decision. Right. Hindsight is always in 2020. Like, you don't know what they were thinking at the moment. So, sure. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. I don't know why... I mean, yeah, for it to be a specialist, for it to be one of your own, and for there to be many other of your own that were involved in this, mm-hmm. something is not adding up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Are there, I mean, I feel like it's hard to say at this point, but were there any guesses to what happened? I mean, we can go round and round all day. Yeah, we sure can. And, like, to answer the question, like, kind of, 
Abigail in August of 2021, so more than a year after Enrique's death, investigators put out this really bizarre statement, like far beyond anything that I've ever seen in covering a lot of different cases. As part of this back and forth with the family about the lack of charges in this case, the CID starts kind of rattling off all of these different possibilities of what could have happened to Enrique. And they say that there is a possibility that Enrique could have been killed and decapitated by a boat propeller. What? They last He was last seen walking. I mean, I get the shorts. So yeah, maybe. I mean, you're right alongside the ocean. But what got them to that conclusion? There's nothing... There's no evidence, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And again, this is part of this statement of possibilities or mm. like hypotheticals of what could have happened to Enrique. And the full quote does provide a little bit more context to that than just like saying that this is what could have happened. So here, Abigail, why don't you go ahead and read this for us? Please understand that homicide basically means that someone's death was caused by someone else. That means the death could have been intentional or it could have been unintentional. For example, in this case, someone running over someone with a boat while the person was in the water etc that's very specific it sure is that's very very specific i mean i get i don't know it's i mean like you said it's an investigation and we want answers we want to know exactly what they're doing to get to the bottom of a Mm -hmm. case and especially something as crazy like this but that is very specific and if it was someone running over someone while the person was in the water with a boat who was driving the boat right who saw the water and again, to be clear, like, it's pretty clear that, like, here that they're just, like, tossing out, like, what, like, this could have happened, right? right. Like, we're, like, this is kind of where we're going, like, maybe, potentially. But it's like, okay, for, like, so my brain goes in two different directions, right? Like, one, either, like, they clearly, like, believe that this may have been the case, potentially. Mm-hmm. So, like, that brings me down a whole different rabbit hole. But, like, first off, like, where the fuck did that even come from? Like, <laughs> like what, like, what the hell? Um, And second of all, like, like... Like, maybe just, uh, like, just a thing here, right? Like, maybe, like, stop guessing and just, like, find out what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, like just, like, like, I, like why are you just, like, tossing out this, like, really horrific way that, like, this that this guy may have, may have died? Yeah. And, like, not backing it up with any evidence? Like, like, let's just go find out what actually happened to him. Like, maybe just, like, stop putting this kind of, like, ridiculous thing into the, into the, into the, like, public, unless you're going to back it up. Yeah, because that only brings more hurt to everybody, everyone who's following the case and everybody in the family. Because if they ever, you know, get to a solution of what happened or even, you know, finding the rest of the body, like, they're just reliving that over and over again in a completely Mm -hmm. different way. And, you know, your mind starts to ravel into, you know, what was he thinking in the last situation? Like, but I don't that's it's so specific for y'all to have waited right. so long to actually go look for answers. Yeah. Well, and like it seems like really unlikely to me. Like I don't like like listen, I'm not a boat person at all, but like <laughs> it certainly like seems to me like it seems like a far fetch that like that like a boat propeller could cut off your freaking head. He would have had to have been kind of like far out in the water too. I mean kind of yeah. ish. Well, so, and here's where my brain goes of, like, of, like, how that could have happened, I guess. Like, like, let's, like, and this requires us to believe that, like, everything that, that the other seven people said was, like, a total lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, maybe, like, we're, like, like, if we're led to believe that this is what happened, like, maybe, like, the last time that they didn't, that they saw him wasn't walking away from the, from the campsite. It was actually, like, when they were, like, like, boating, like, they, like, got a boat somehow, like, I don't know, and, like, were riding, and then, like, they were fooling around, like, being dumb kids, and, like, and Enrique was in the water somehow, 
like you know put the rest of it together kind of thing yeah. right like i like that's the only thing that makes any sort of sense to me is that like everything that we that we've been told about this case so far it's a total lie but i don't know man i just like I don't know. I just, it just, it really just feels like a left field kind of comment to me. And again, I go back to like, let's like, let's like not like put these hypothetical, the hypotheticals out there. Like, let's just find out what the fuck happened. Right. Cause then too, it's like, are y'all focusing on this on a back end? You given this hypothetical, something made you do that, but yeah. are you sitting in a back room trying to investigate? You're trying to make that make sense. Right. Exactly. So yeah. How you're trying to yeah. gaslight yourself about the apple and the wine that mm-hmm. they're kind of like, just have <laughs> the, the seed was planted and they're like, okay, let's figure yeah. out a way to grow it. Right. I mean, yeah, kind of. I don't know. Again, just like, just go, like, figure it out. Like, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't really feel, I don't know. And like, again, like, there's so much we don't know about this case at the same time, right? Like, I feel like pretty confident in that, or at least like nothing solid. And we're about to find out like why we don't really know anything solid about this case so like hold on abigail i see your face yeah I know I you're like killing it me but i i know but so but the point being is that like they're like it just it it, it if it like when i read this like it just totally opened a, up a whole new can of worms here of like what do we really know about this case like what do we like what like where are we going here that like this is even a like even a remote possibility so let's get there because I see where I see I'm you're scared. not happy with me. Yeah, so let's get there. Well, by November of that year, investigators had moved Enrique's case to a cold case status, saying that they did not cover any evidence, neither physical nor testimonial, linking anyone to Enrique's death. Investigators said that throughout the course of the investigation, they had logged thousands of hours, traveled to six other states, conducted more than 400 interviews, executed more than 100 warrants and subpoenas, and sent crews to the island to search by land, sea, and air seven times. By spring of 2022, it seemed like the family was never going to get any definitive answers until one day they get the news that absolutely blew their minds. Crime Over Wine is proud to support Emancipet. Unlike episodes of Crime Over Wine, veterinary care shouldn't be a mystery, which is why Emancipet is making vet care affordable and accessible to everyone. Emancipet is a nonprofit organization that operates an ever expanding network of low cost veterinary clinics in neighborhoods across the country, offering discounted and free vaccines, flea and tick treatments, spay and neuter surgeries, and much more. Learn more and support Emancipet's mission at emancipet.org. In April of 2022, the news breaks that the seven soldiers who went camping with specialist Enrique Roman Martinez nearly two years prior were charged in the general courts martial, the military's highest level trial court. What were they charged with? So they were each charged with different variations of the following charges. Conspiracy, failure to obey a direct order or regulation related to travel during a travel ban, and disobeying a superior or making false statements, but nothing directly related to Enrique's death. I feel like that last bit of what you just said is the most important part. Nothing directly related to Enrique's death, which I... uh... I understand. I mean, I'm glad they're getting called out for lying about this and, you know, for disobeying a travel ban. Like, it makes it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But we're focused. I mean, I can't say that they're focusing on the wrong issue, but it's also, too, like, why did they decide to charge them? Was Were they afraid that they were 
in light of everything, were they afraid that they were on the suspect list? Were they afraid that they were a mm. risk of not getting their story right and to the rest, to everybody and, you know, in mind, but still we're not focusing on the most important part and that's Enrique's death. So what led up to the charges? Well, so that second charge of failure to obey a direct order or regulation related to travel during a travel ban is pretty self-explanatory, right? They weren't supposed to leave base, and they did. But the other two are far more interesting. If you remember, the friends originally told investigators that they left early that morning with three people, including Enrique, to go to the Outer Banks. But investigators figured out that for one reason or another, they lied about a fourth person being in the car that day. They also had originally told them that there were only seven people total at the campsite when in reality there were eight again including Enrique. So that's where the conspiracy and part of where the making false statements charges come from. The rest of the false statement comes from a fourth charge that is super interesting Abigail. Three of the soldiers are also charged with using LSD during the trip and lying about it. I just pumped the brakes and went back 100 feet. I did not do the Monopoly, pass, go, collect $200, because I assumed that the false statement was going to be, no, like, we tried looking for a park ranger, like the 911 mm-hmm. call. Sure. That just completely came out of Rockfield. For there to be an additional person, why would you Why would you lie about that? Yeah, well, and again, going back to kind of what we were talking about before, like, unless, like, like so, so, and if you read, like, the list, like, there's, like, like, in fact, I'm going to... Okay, so on this trip, there is a sergeant, a private first class, a private, and then one, two, three, four different specialists. And then on top of that, a a specialist in Enrique Roman Martinez. And so the only thing that makes any sort of sense, and I never saw like which one of these people was like the the additional person that they didn't know about. Um, But the only thing that makes sense to me is that like it was probably the sergeant that they didn't tell anyone about. um, Because the sergeant, like, first of all, was not charged with using LSD. um, And so and the the sergeant um is supposed to be like in charge of all these people right and so like the, like that's like so maybe that's again like if they're if their interest here is like to to not tr- to, to try not to get in trouble um like certainly a sergeant would be like the person who'd get like the most trouble of all these people if like if something really really bad happened so i like so i, I think that that's probably where the where like this lying part comes from but also i would imagine that it's probably also what you were talking about before about the park ranger thing mm-hmm. well you know, when, when you mentioned their titles and everything, now I'm like on a conspiracy theory, I guess, of was it a matter of power of authority? It wasn't more of the younger protecting hmm. the older. It's older said, this is what we are going to do. Sure, probably. Do yeah. this. Like, yeah. And I wish I knew who made the phone call too, but like they bleeped out his name. Right. I don't but know. But he was, we know he was like very calm, couldn't figure out his name. Like, yeah. But, you know, and what, what ranking was he? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, right? That would be really interesting. Sorry, like, if the person who called was possibly the sergeant who is the one that was left out, that wouldn't really make sense because then you have record of it. No, that wouldn't make sense. You couldn't right. lie about that. No, that wouldn't. Yeah, because, I mean, what did they – did they sit around well, – okay, so then we have to – with it being a group, you have to think, did they – did all of them want to make a phone call? Who mm-hmm. decided who made the phone call? Did everyone else not want to make a phone call because they didn't want to be – they didn't right. want to get in trouble, but this guy was like, okay, we, we got to do something. But he was very mm-hmm. calm, like you said. So, yeah, that's weird. And then LSD, where yeah. did they – I mean, mind you, I know nothing. So where did they get LSD from? Like, <laughs> That's a was great it, question. 
where did they get it from? I mean, but I guess they went on a yeah. ferry. Like, there were tons of different places in the middle before they got sure. to the location. Well, and, like, drugs, listen, like, one thing I learned, because I used to, like, my first job in news, right, was right, was right outside of a, of a Marine Corps base. What I learned living there for only a year is that drugs on military bases are, like, way more common than you ever really? would have even imagined. Yeah, it's, like, insane. Like, especially LSD, actually, like, is really common on military bases. Like, those kind of drugs, like, hard drugs really really common among them interesting okay because then that was going to be my next thing was like you know how often are these people taking drugs and what would their what would their reaction Mm -hmm. have been like would they know how they were going to but also i mean i mean i'm assuming yes did they know that they were taking lsd was it something that they were drugged or like Mm -hmm. under a different circumstance i guess interesting yeah and again so so there's three of them that was that were charged right only three Mm -hmm. of them out of the seven that were charged with stuff um and so i'm also wondering like if there's a possibility that enrique was also taking these drugs and which would explain why he just again if we're gonna believe this whole story that we're talking that i just told you all about how he just like you know wandered off into the night like that would explain why he why he did that right if if he was on some sort of drugs left all of his belongings behind like maybe again if we're gonna go off off of this like this this was a really bad accident type of situation like maybe just was drugged out of his brain like just like probably from what I'm understanding like probably didn't do a lot of drugs in his life because he seemed like a really good kid yeah like maybe this was like one of the first times he did it so if this if this was really like one of the first times that he you know took this drug like probably didn't react very well to it so I mean it, it, and so and like that's where like like this conspiracy like charge comes from right because kind of what you're talking about about like okay well like you know like we're going because that's what a conspiracy is is like you know we're going to decide like how, how we're going to say this what we're going to lie about and how we're going to mm-hmm. like frame this whole thing like that's 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 what it is so that's crazy and I'm also trying to what would be really helpful here is if they would have done a thorough job of finding the rest of his body to maybe run a toxicology right. report to see I mean mind you like that feels like a minor part mm. to know if he may or may not have taken the drug sure. but it would at least provide a little bit more context and more information yeah. than what you have I wonder I feel like you probably could run a toxicology report just on a head I mean because it's through the blood yeah so but well I don't know if it's I don't know if it's cut up I don't know how much I don't know I haven't watched Criminal Minds yeah. enough for this or Grey's Anatomy, whichever <laughs> one you want to call it for, but right. still more right. questions than we're getting answers to. I agree. I totally agree. Well, the soldiers' cases are at various stages in the Army's criminal justice system as of this recording, but most of them have either pled guilty or been convicted of their charges. Everyone who was convicted was reduced in rank and no longer serves in the Army, either by dismissal or resignation. Interestingly, how However, investigators said earlier this year that none of the seven soldiers who were with Enrique that day are currently considered suspects in Enrique's death. That's probably one of the most surprising bits that we have gotten to. Yeah. Because what, again, this leads into we don't get to know all the parts of the investigation, which, you know, drives us crazy. But what Mm -hmm. evidence do you have that says that they weren't there, especially I mean, at this point, I think it's safe to say we can't judge their word of mouth story because it hasn't added up. And there were, you know, throughout the rest of this time. So, like, what, you know, is it footprints in the sand? Is it, I mean, Mm -hmm. I have have no idea. I guess 
maybe if they're going off phone record. I don't know. I don't like yeah, this. Yeah, well, and so so a couple of thoughts come into my head on that front is of, like, first off, like, just because they're not suspects now doesn't mean that they never will be suspects, right? It just right. probably means, you know, that they don't have enough, like, evidence to, like, point them in that direction. But also, too, like, a, like you know, investigations, like, typically the people who were, like, with that person, you know, are initially considered suspects, yeah. too, right? Like, I mean, that's just, like, natural. Um, You know, like, like a child goes missing and, like, and the, the parents are immediately immediately considered suspects just because like they were around the child right. you know even though even if they like end up ruling them out um and so like so like to me that says like potentially that they were potentially ruled out in one way or another but also too like where my other where my brain goes in the complete opposite direction of like maybe they do kind of know a little bit more than what the, than what you know we're led to believe from the investigation standpoint of you know like like odds are right like like one person did something like if if we're if we're going down this rabbit hole of like one of these seven people or any of these seven people did something to Enrique that led to his death mm-hmm. it's probably not all seven right? right it's probably one or two that did something stupid you know maybe did something malicious um and point and like the rest of them kind of like conspired to like cover it up potentially again in like the worst possible case scenario here innocent until proven guilty yada 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 Right. But like the like so so like where my brain goes on that front of like like they're clearly like if this is where this investigation is leading to that they are like really like kind of intertwined in all of this. Like I would imagine that like pointing one or two of them out probably wouldn't really help. Right. Like you probably want to like play dumb a little bit in this type of situation, Mm -hmm. I would imagine, because if you lead on that, you know, more than what you know then like then they just kind of start like you know if if they're like really covering each other's tracks that much then they're pro then you you don't want to if if you start leading on that you know more than you actually than than you than you do um then that it's just gonna like they're just gonna start like covering each other's tracks even more right, right? i mean potentially so yeah because then you know what kind of direction they're thinking so you're like okay yeah. like let's then you are kind of playing like a pr campaign standpoint of like crisis communications and trying to like plan mm-hmm. it out which, I mean, if it's a conspiracy, right. like, you know, just as you're mentioning, because that's what I'm thinking, too, is, like, one or two, it was accidental or malicious, and then right. you're like, oh, crap. And, you know, right. the rest of the people may not have any idea about it. They may just only mm-hmm. know what they were told, and so they're, like, right. genuinely have sure. no idea. I could have, I mean, especially with it being the hours, with them last seeing him so late at night and then waking up at 8 in the morning, right. that's a big time frame. That's sure a is. huge time frame. Yeah, and and too, like you have to have enough evidence to like actually charge that person. True. Like, like, and 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 if you're just gonna like blanket it all and charge all of them with this because you think that there's enough there to like you know to to charge that somebody in this group did it, but like not enough that like points it to a specific person. Mm-hmm. Like that's problematic for your investigation as well. Absolutely. So they're walking a tightrope here for sure. Again, again, all on the assumption that like somebody in that group did did something or no something more than than what they're telling investigators at this point i feel like even if someone didn't do something it would be hard not to know something because i would imagine mm. you wouldn't i'm mean, going back to like what the area looked like it looked like a straight shot and so right. if you know if it was a matter of someone stalking them or like something like my mind just going crazy at this point but yeah. if it was someone not involved i'm assuming you would hear a scream potentially and especially because right. With there being a broken jaw and then also the matter of decapitation walking up and washing up in the middle um, at some point. Like, 
I feel like there was some sort of altercation with there being a broken jaw. I'm like, okay, sure. was there a fight first? And then what happened happened. I mean, I don't sure. I don't know. Yeah, and also, I mean, you go back to that freaking propeller theory. I mean, that would certainly, if it's strong enough to, to decapitate you, yeah. certainly would be strong enough to cause the rest of the injuries too. But I just don't. I just don't think that propeller is strong enough to decapitate you. I just don't. Yeah, and I feel like there would have to be maybe some sort of something maybe stuck in the head. But then you got to look at, like, mm. how clean is the cut? Does it yeah, look like... Yeah, there would like... be evidence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. like, mm. there would be something that would be able to tell you, like, yes, this was done on purpose. And it was by someone who's, like, mm-hmm. trained to be able to do it, I guess, essentially. Like, knowing where to cut whatever yeah this is crazy that we're having this conversation yeah it sure is but to this day though no charges have ever been filed directly related to enrique's death but that has not stopped enrique's family from demanding some kind of justice and they still believe that there is some kind of justice to be had here in november of 2022 the family's local member of congress in california introduced a bill that would ensure best practices for handling cold cases are shared across investigative divisions of all branches of the military it adds standards for when cold cases should be open to outside review and also adds oversight into how the investigative agencies handle those cold cases. I'm glad there's some sort of initiative that's coming around yeah. from like their perspective, not from the family, because the family's been trying hard since day one. And that also is taking me back to, you know, we were talking about don't give out hypothetical scenarios for what may have happened. Yeah. Thinking that they may have lost their son due to something done to himself, like he did to himself, not being in a yeah. good mindset. Like, that's also I terrifying. How do you kill yourself by decapitating right. yourself? I just can't. I can't imagine that that's what happened here. I just can't. No, there's there's no way. And especially for, like, for them to be told that, you know, it that he was maybe going through something and, like, not in a good headspace. He's They're being told that. So they're kind of, like, going back to what you said, like, family thought he was fine. He's better than he has been. And then for this to happen, it doesn't add up. But, you know, I'm sure in the back of their head, they're like, you know, what if he got in a bad headspace? I don't know. There's right. no way to see <sighs> how this played out. And I really, I wish we had like a little magic ball to get yeah, answers for everyone involved for this. Yeah, me too. Well, earlier this year, in 2023, the family filed a civil suit against the Army over what they believe was its poor handling of the investigation, accusing them of not being thorough and for not being transparent with them. And although there isn't much progress being made in Enrique's death currently, that doesn't mean that there won't ever be. Earlier this year, the family told ABC 11 in Raleigh, North Carolina, that investigators were considering reopening Enrique's case. Now, it's not totally clear if that's because of new evidence or maybe the possibility of discovering new evidence, but point being is there is still the possibility of finding answers to Enrique's death once and for all. So, if you know anything about the death of Specialist Enrique Roman Martinez, you're asked to call Army CID Special agents at 910-396-8777. We're also going to put that number on our website and in our show notes too. There is a $50,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest. It's been so long for this family and those family and friends of his to not know anything. I would hope that, I mean, it, it does give me a little bit of hope hearing that investigators are considering reopening the case because um, yeah. realistically, like on a on the side of resources, you would think that there is something that maybe someone is ready to talk that hasn't been ready to talk. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. there has been some sort of information or evidence that's coming 
to light, but it's it's been a long it's been a long road for this family. I mean, yeah, it's sure frustrating has. for us, so I can't even imagine Enrique's family going this long without information, right. probably knowing that there is justice that needs to be served somewhere somehow yeah and like also too, kind of talking about what you were you know talking about about the about you know someone being willing to talk that kind of thing like where my brain goes right of like like half these people have been convicted of you know within the army kind of thing of these crimes like that doesn't give you jail time to be clear right um but it does you know it gets you you know kicked out of the army yeah um and so i'm wondering if that has something to do with it that like that pressure is gone or like they are like they you know potentially know that you know like things are closing in that way i don't know i'm sure that i'm sure that does help and especially if it's from a standpoint of what you mentioned earlier like with the rankings like trying to with them purposely looking Mm -hmm. like they were hiding somebody like taking that off the table which i mean of course you're gonna have to go through the instances of getting them kicked out and then dealing with that huge transition in your life but right i wonder i really wonder if someone is ready to speak yeah i mean i certainly hope we get to find out like really soon abigail like because of right now i mean this this case like really keeps me up at night like honestly because i just can't like it could really i really strongly feel like it can go like one of like two very different ways here like it's either like these seven people like did something really really bad to enrique and we just are waiting to find out what it is or it's that like this was just a like everything that we know about this case was actually true and this was just a really bad situation like he walked off and something bad happened to him from there yeah i I feel like that's the way that i'm kind of leaning towards just from the point of which one the the latter i think that there was some sort of involvement from someone of the group Mm -hmm. but i don't really i don't know no i know every time i like every time i try to convince myself of like one extreme i'm like oh but like what if you know like i kind of go both ways because it really like i really could see a world right where it ends up being where like they like truly just this was just a really bad accident and they didn't say anything because they didn't want to get in trouble with their mil with the military people mm-hmm. right like they delayed everything because they were just like let's just try to find them and then we won't have to worry about getting ourselves into trouble like whatever like it can't be that bad right because i feel like every time that something bad happens to people like you don't want to believe that it's that it, that it's actually that bad right of course you never think it's going to be you or somebody you know right exactly and so so i could see that world where it's just a purely innocent like like whoopsie you know type situation like i hate to even say that but like you know yeah but like oh i could also see like the complete opposite extreme here where like they really conspired to cover up this kid's death like it really could be either way yeah because there's i mean they're at the end of the day you can't argue the fact that they lied and so of course that's gonna bring red flags i mean even you know there's they didn't do themselves any favors at all no not at all and especially considering you know how this has played out it's so frustrating that there have been no sort of consequences related to his death Mm -hmm. but i I don't know even if something happened after he walked off in the middle of the night i mean still i don't think he anticipated a any like being away from the group for long in the middle of the night considering he didn't have his glasses and so i don't imagine he would go along so go far so what happened between that Mm. distance that he may have walked he i mean he might have taken a swim but we we don't know i want to know how far he walked i wish i wish i could have a magic ball and none of this would have happened i wish he first of all second i wish he would have 
taken his phone with him so we could have seen how far he went. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Was was he ever put in a car at one point? Was he ever, mm-hmm. you know, who all did he encounter? But for this to be some so open of an area, if there was, you know, any sort of, like, foul play, like, while he was conscious and aware, how did you not hear any scream? Mm. But for there to possibly be LSD involved with Enrique and then also with the three, you right. we have no idea of knowing. Yeah, yeah, that really changes the game, huh? It really, really does. I don't know. I hope they get the answers that you know they need and they yeah. deserve. It's crazy to think that after all this time that something could be done. I could completely understand if the family and people just don't have a lot of hope because yeah, there's been fair. so much, especially yeah. after filing a lawsuit. Like that's a big deal. Right. So right. I don't. And she like like changes like like if they weren't getting anywhere with them before like certainly they're not getting any anywhere with them right now that they've like sued them right yeah so, and after so many times it's passed yeah well you know we could really talk about this like in circles all day no long kidding. probably um so I'm just gonna like put a, put a pin in this right now put a cork in this right now and say that this is all that we have for you this week so Abigail thank you so much for coming on yeah thank you so much for having me it was fun getting to try a new wine with you and yeah. hear about a story like I said we hope we get to have answers for you, to answers to you shortly me too that's gonna be one of those cases for me for sure from now on but in the meantime tell everyone where they can find you and your work online yeah you can find me at local three news you'll always find me at 11 o'clock on weekdays and on <laughs> Twitter you can find me at Abigail local three and I would love to hear from you well awesome thank you again so much for coming on Abigail and thank you all so much for listening we are going to put all of our sources on our website so you can read everything for yourself and probably come up with a few theories too. And if you are just loving this podcast and you're just looking for a way to tell everyone and anyone about it, the best way to help people discover this podcast is by leaving us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening right now. So make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're wondering what we have in store for you next week, here's a quick sneak peek. Hello, everybody. It's Liam. And I'm Montana Moore. Next week, I'm entering the crime vineyard to tell you all about a murder case that changed the world of reality TV as we knew it. What happened to Jasmine Fiore? I promise we will tell you every single painstaking detail, but you'll have to wait until next Wine Wednesday for another episode of Crime Over Wine. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.